This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Liner on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, talking to you live to tape from downtown Glen Burnie, Maryland. And uh, happy wet weekend all. Um, nice big-ass storm coming our way and going to drop some rain on us all the way through into tomorrow morning. As yeah, we're recording, Yeah, as we're recording this, it is December the 10th on the afternoon of Sunday, December the 10th in the year 2023. Um, Sunday afternoon, doing a, a tad bit early because there's a game later on, um, and uh, taking care so taking care of some business early. Uh, with me again this week, of course, to cover things is the one and only mermaid from Centerville, Virginia, Anna Knox. Anna, yeah. happy Sunday, girl. Happy Sunday, happy dreary wet Sunday. Yeah, it's been a gross day, and just gonna get worse. Yeah. Yeah, not fun. Not fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's crazy when it's like rain, possible thunder, possible snow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, no, yeah. Nothing surprises me anymore. Oh, I, I I don't even need to hear the possible. It just all of it. Uh, in fact, I, well, I did. I, what I did hear woke me up a nice ball of thunder. Last night? No, this morning. Oh, Oh, I was like, wait, is that, I, I did not, well, that must have been closer to where you live because I didn't hear anything here. Yeah, yeah, it was about, about eight or so this morning. Um, th- thunder, uh, hear the thunder, lightning and thunder. Um, in December. What, in, in December of all, of all time, yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe Alexi Proto scored a goal, I don't know, but. Hey, um, now. Yeah. What? Jumping no, I. I'm no, I'm not. I swear I'm not. I'm liking, I'm liking, um, unlike a lot of other things that happened this week, I'm liking his play of late. So, okay, good. No, not, not knocking him at all. So, all right. So we got three games to go over this week. Uh, one we're going to kind of sort of ignore like, um, the redheaded stepchild, um, or the, the ugly stepsister or the, the, the really bad prom date or whatever metaphor you want to throw in there. Um, but, uh, before we get into that, just want to uh, just to let everybody know that the PowerPlay Point podcast is the only Caps fan made podcast that has your hunger hack. Excuse me. How so? I am getting well. Um, I don't know. We just do, and I'm getting a very nasty, nasty look from my wife. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jenny. Your Anna's giving you a nasty look too. <laughs> See, that's why we get along. Yeah. Anyway, moving on um, from bad to worse. Uh, so the first game of this week um, was partially covered on Sports on the Hill. 
watch along. The first period was anyway. And if you bore witness to that game, that was really all you needed to see um, was the first period. Um, Caps were playing okay, uh, forcing the game first five, six minutes. Then they went shorthanded and yeah, the, the, the wheels, the steering wheel, the, the, the doors, the tires, uh, the dashboard, um, it, it all fell apart completely. Um, it started. And we all got to watch it live together. As and we all had to, yeah, we all had to sit through and watch it live together. It started with Logan Cooley's goal and it ended with uh, Jason Zucker's goal at 1839 of the first period, assisted by uh, Alex Kerfoot. And by the time it was the first period was over, the game had gone completely Kerfoot for the Caps. And uh, it was a 5 nothing, um deficit um both goalies played both goalies each gave up ended up giving up three goals for the game so i don't think it was the goaltending um i'm not going to say it was the goaltending i tortured myself and ended up watching the whole game oof did you yeah well i mean i kind of have to but no, i respect that i should say i'm good for you because i as we all know whenever it comes to any kind of west coast game and even some of the canadian games when you are dropping the puck at nine or ten um not likely i'm uh watching yeah and there's another i think i i think it's in mid-march it's either in mid-march or late february they do another western trip where mm-hmm. some of the games are uh, nine, ten o'clock. So yeah, we're, we're in for some more torture later on, but yeah, th- this was supreme torture to watch. And, uh, so much so that we're not going to re-traumatize ourselves by going over it. Suffice it to say, not exactly the cap's best effort and last game of the long road trip. So, um, yeah, the long and winding road came to an end. Uh, but not quite like the Beatles song. So we're going to kind of mosey on past that. So next game after that was uh, this past Thursday, um, the 7th. And that was uh, back home uh, against the Dallas Stars. And um, this is the game we're going to focus on because I think, um, well, this was uh, Charles Dickens' version of the Washington Capitals. It was the best of teams. It was the worst of teams. They would jump out to a 3-1 lead um, and play pretty well. And then everything kind of fell apart. Yet again, um, this is a recording, and Caps would end up losing this in in a shootout. Um, so let's uh, go over the uh, scoring summary. Uh, the gentleman I mentioned earlier by singing his song slightly, Alexi Protus, opened the scoring um, at uh, appropriately enough seven eleven, kind of a- appropriate because they're the helmet sponsors of the Stars. Um, so assisted by McMichael and Nick Jensen. Uh, again, that was 7-11 to open the scoring. Uh, this, unfortunately, was a game on the four-letter network. So we had the grand pleasure of listening to um, Big John Walton and Ken Sabarin doing the call uh, on a 45-second delay. I wish I wish they would fix that somehow, or they, there could be a way to fix that. But um, other than that, much rather That's listen to them. a lot of delay. Well, I know, I know. Is it really 45 seconds? Yeah, it's 45 seconds at, at, on average. Uh, it lags a little bef- bo- more than that. And uh, yeah. uh, Cheryl Ann said something like she, where she lives, it's a, it's like a minute and a half delay. It's, it's even yeah. worse 
where she is. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad lag, but uh, even so, uh, still better to listen to that than, oh, yeah, than the idiots on ESPN trying to uh, keep up with the game. So, right. um, anyway, um, so Protus stakes them to the one nothing lead, and then about eight minutes later, uh, Tyler Sagan with his ninth ties it. Sam Steele, Miro Haskinen on the assist to tie it up at 15.38. Um, so let's see. Uh, and then the Caps took the game over in the second, 4.31 in. Dylan Strom, his ninth. Um, this this was uh, this was a great goal. I'm going to call up the replay on it. Um, this okay, was due. So face- he was due. He was definitely due. He was in some something of a slump the last three, four games. Hadn't uh-huh. been scoring, hadn't been doing much. Um so uh yeah, so let's uh I'm I'm looking at the replay here. Caps win the face off and uh Tommy's doing his thing in front of the net, bumping bodies. Uh okay, so the puck squirts to uh the right point and uh Tommy's bumping bodies, like I said, gets it over to Strom who flips it um over the Glove hand side looks like of uh, the goal. So, okay. So, Ren Reemsdijk to, okay. So, all right. So, here's what happened Tommy took the shot, or he was trying to, and uh, Joby and Locker actually said he fanned on it. I don't think he fanned on oh. it. I think his stick was hooked. It looks to me like, if you see the replay, it looks to me like his stick was hooked, or somebody somebody tapped the puck, the, the star's defender. I don't think he really fanned on it. I don't but think so either. It, it squibbed enough over to Strom, who was kind of wandering towards the goal, so right. that he had he had the clear shot, and then he put it in. So um, uh, either way, it, I mean, put it this way: if Wilson had fanned on it, he would not have been credited with the assist because he never would have touched the puck. So uh, he was cr- actually credited with the primary res- assist, and then ran Reams like the secondary because he got it from the left point or the left circle, rather, or the right circle, excuse me. Um, so in any case, two one lead for the Caps, uh, and then uh, Genny Kuznetsov, who, um, well, um, <laughs> last week we talked about this young man uh, sitting for a game that indeed he did against the Coyotes, and he comes back with a vengeance, scores his fifth of the year. Uh, Matthew Phillips and Alexi Protus, his second point of the game. We insist on that one. Seven fourteen, three one caps. Then it looks like they were looked like they're going to well not run away with the game, but take over completely. Um, caps would give up an even strength goal um, about seven minutes later to have the Stars pull within one. And then Rope Hints um, on the power play for the Stars ties it. Strom his second of the night, his tenth. Uh, Ovechkin, his 10th assist and 1500th career point. Yeah. Um, also awesome. Mantha on the assist with the, with the power play. That's the power play goal. You heard me right. That's a power play goal. And, um, so caps briefly had the lead and then four and a half minutes later, hints again, his 10th, uh, J Rob, J, uh, Jason Robertson and, uh, Joe Pavelski on the assist on that 1347 onto the overtime. We would go, were there any shots in overtime? I'm not sure that there were, yes, there were two each, two chances each plus a late power play chance for the caps. Um, because, um, uh, the Dallas coach uh, blew a gasket literally, um, pretty much. And, um, I, lo- I love John Walton's call. He's not happy, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love John Walton. 
he's i told you he's my he's my voice crush i love that guy oh he's the best he is the best i i I wish i kind of wish there was a way to kind of mix his call with with uh joe and locker and what they do but um you know but it's 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 one or the other and uh but either way it's you get you belly up to the bar and you get you get yourself a treat either way um but yeah uh nothing in the overtime so on to the dreaded skills competition we go and uh well you know the rest uh caps came up dry uh drier than a hundred year old well and just couldn't get past the shootout and they they lose and they get they collect the loser point and uh we move on um but I wanted to do a deeper dive on this game because this is what happens when you jump out to a lead and you don't do everything you need to do to hold on to it. And it happened because, uh, well, that, and I think I, I feel like I have to remind everybody, um, that this is a season in transition. Um, and you on the other side of the earbuds, the speakers, what have you, maybe screaming, saying, yeah, yeah, we know. Do you know, though? Do you know? Because still new coaches, new system, some new players, um, shifting in ice time, shifting in strategy. Uh, you know, I, look, OK, so I am going to, as everyone knows, uh, the mermaid is has been a lifelong 49ers fan. I'm going to take a page from their history. When the legendary Bill Walsh was hired as their coach way mm-hmm. back in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, it was his first professional head coaching job. Um, and he knew that what he had to do was build an in-game strategy. So he called it his script. And as as he gained experience in his first couple seasons, he would write a script for what to expect, how to handle certain situations, and how to have his team react accordingly. Uh, so he'd write a script for the first quarter, second quarter, halftime, third quarter, and eventually fourth quarter and overtime if necessary, and all the way through the game, anticipating different situations. Well, I kind of like to think Spencer Carberry's doing the same thing here because bill walsh his team obviously got better the closer he got to finishing his script Uh and i think spencer carberry is doing the same thing and as we know when you have a work in progress things like this happen so maybe he had an idea for what the hell the caps were supposed to do with the lead but didn't quite get them to execute it and he'll be the first to tell you it's on him as much as it is on the team. But yeah, that's what happened here. They they planned. They had a shell of a plan. Didn't quite execute. Didn't quite hang on to things. Um, didn't quite let, you know, keep control of the game the way they had to. Now, it could also be argued that, and, and I will make this argument, um, but I will. I, I got to mention, and I'm surprised you haven't said anything about this either, Anna. But mm-hmm. that penalty early in the third period that put the Caps on the defensive, put put the Caps shorthanded, and 
cost them ended up costing them uh the tying i think it was the tying goal uh-huh. um or the one that put them close either way it cost them a goal tom wilson got called two minutes for goaltender interference which was absolute bullshit so like that's yes i complete cow flop turdy sitting in a muffo muffin and steaming and put a clothespin on your nose smelled that bad call bs there's been yeah. a lot of bullshit refing recently like i mean that's yeah okay anyways Wait, we're not the only look you and i aren't the only ones noticing that uh marcus has said it c4 said it um i think well, robbie he's, said he's robbie said a, something A target he was a target a couple of years ago where it was like tommy could yep. do nothing except get on the ice and they were to call a penalty i mean it was it was like it was a joke and then it changed. I don't know. It, you know, uh, he he stopped. Um, you know, the fights in the time of the penalty box were <clears throat> decreased tremendously. You know, he started to step up and mature and everything else. And now we're back to like this vicious cycle of he is a target, and you have to be fucking kidding me with ninety nine percent of these calls. So. Now, in case you didn't see it, what we're talking about is, um, okay, so this is what they call, (laughs) this is what they call goaltender interference. See, holding Charlie Lindgren down, the Columbus Blue Jackets literally pinning Charlie Lindgren down in his own crease is not goaltender interference, according to the Zebras and the Toronto staff. But this is, and what actually happened was, Tom Wilson was pushed from behind. Mm -hmm by the Dallas Stars defender into the goalie. And Wedgwood fell down as a result. Now, if this is telltale, if the Stars felt like their goalie had been extremely wronged here, would there not have been some sort of fight? Would there not have been some sort of retaliation? Some, yeah. something, oh, 100%, especially from, from that team. You know, some some. Uh, two, three guys coming up to him and shoving him against the glass. And as Locker would say, give him the what for and you know, something like that. Was there? No, no, there was not. There, there was no Pavelski call, you know, no. And he's one that's a shit stir for sure. But uh, what? A, yeah. Somebody would have gotten in his face. Yeah. If they really thought this was a case of, hey, you can't do that. And nobody did. Not a peep from them. So that tells me that they knew it wasn't a penalty. Um, A lot of other people knew it wasn't a penalty. But again, the people that knew it wasn't a penalty aren't the ones in charge of the game, unfortunately. So it got called. And yeah, I mean, this was was a to-do in the chat room. But yeah, it was... It, unfortunate, and uh, I, I think the, the the zebras tried to balance it out by uh, giving them a very late power play in the OT, which did them absolutely no good because the power play again uh, oh. still sucks. Although they got they got one, they got one for, with the Strom goal uh, to to still, put them up. I mean, uh, but but still, uh, yeah, I mean, um, they're they're rivaling my my uh, my bank in uh, the interest rate percentage. Um, being being real real low, 
But as we like to reference, again, uh, something else that was telltale in, in how the Caps ended would end up losing this game. Um, they took it over in the second and then lost it in the third or lost the lead in the third. All you got to do, again, look at the per period shot counts. Six in the first, 13 in the second, six again in the third. What did you say? That sucks. No. What else did oh, you? Oh, they played. No, not that game. What did I say about this game? Huh? Oh, they took their foot off the gas. Yes, they took their foot off the gas. Um, sorry, my, my puppet hand isn't working for. Um, hey, that. Okay, you didn't the, tell me I was having an active role today. Well, okay, but you don't need to mouth the word, mouth such dirty words at me. And besides, I'm the son I of. Didn't mouth anything. Well, I'm the son of a butcher, not. You are not son of a butcher. I'm not the son of a, what you said either. Anyway, um, sorry, Anna. Um, That's all good. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, that's the in-flight in entertainment for this week. Anyway, uh, point being, um, it wasn't sixty minutes of hockey. Wasn't sixty minutes of hockey, like you and I have said ad nauseum uh, forever and ever and ever. Yeah, and yeah. So again, you know, they they have they have a plan, but they don't quite have the script finished yet, and. Right. When it is, it, it things like this won't happen as much. But and can I? Yeah. Let me just say, Bill Walsh was one hell of a coach. Yes, he was, and super like especially Niner fans, especially you know Bay Area fans were like, "Holy shit!" Like when we he. It was amazing. The era with him, with Joe Montana, was fantastic. So I find that to be a complete compliment uh, heading, you know, in comparison with, with the Caps. And I, and I think that Spencer's there. Like, I, what I like about him, though, is, and I think I've said it before, it's in, and I know people think it probably sounds silly, and, and that's fine, um, but that energy he gives off, you know, whether it's in the locker room or, you know, and he's like, he's honest. Um, he has a hell of a lot of respect for his players and, and for the game, you know, he's not a hothead, but I think he has his moments for sure. But I think that he's, like you said, like, you know, writing the script, he's taking it all in. He's seeing who can handle what at what time, you know, like you're looking at the lines and like Jenny said, you know, we've got a shit ton of new players. And you got to see how they're going to do because there's, you know, big difference between college football and the NFL and a big difference between AHL, AHL and um, NHL, you know, in regards to um, size, uh, skill, you know, um, years experience and all that stuff. So I think that that's a, a huge compliment to uh, Mr. Spencer for sure. Well, that that's what I that's what I thought and it, of. All it. good, all good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. That's that's what I. You can see it <laughs> if you know. Well, okay. So maybe you you can, or if you watch the game for long enough, you know, and you and you can pick up on these things. And that's why that's why I you know I really I re really would like if uh, for those those less experienced in watching hockey, you know. Soak in as many games as you can, even even if they're not caps, because 
you'll you'll see these things. You'll come to see these things eventually. Things like um, line matchups. You know who's out there in what situation. Uh, the style of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and what, how how the you know how the tempo is and the flow is dictated, and who's out there doing what. You know, you will end up picking up on these things the more games you watch. And it's it's really, you know, it's really an eye opener once you, you know, see these things. But I am seeing I would not have made this com- comparison if I didn't see the same things in in Spencer Carberry as I saw in Bill Walsh. Yeah. Um, in in as far as the tactics and, you know, figuring out what buttons to push and who to put where. Yep. And 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 how to react. So and that it also isn't going to happen. Uh, you know, your first year, right? Uh, you know that it it is a work in progress. And yes, it's it, everybody. Every sports fan hates to hear like, "Oh, it's a rebuilding year. It's a rebuilding year." Especially me, like uber sports nerd. I have heard it <laughs> with everything. And but that is reality. And that's where we're at. And we should be looking at it like, hey, when we have a shit game like we did, <clears throat> excuse me, um, against Arizona, and then it wasn't as terrible against Dallas, but you're going to look and say, okay, what was going on? We weren't playing. Who played well? Who needs to be benched? Who, you know, that's how it is. That, that's just how it's going to be. And so, you know, you stand by your your team and you stand by the coach and, you know, you and I appreciate, you know, hey, benching Koozie was the best thing he could have done. Um, you know, same thing with with Cookie. I mean, holy shit, look at him. So, you know, cut him some slack. I'm so fucking over the goalie thing. Um, I know we've oh, talked I'm not about even, that. Yeah, no, we're not I, even no. going to go there. We're not if even going. We're, we're not getting into that this week because you. I am. I am. So uh, if I hear it. if I hear another somebody try to bring up that discussion, I swear I'm going to. I don't know if I can lose that. I'm. It's like, I, I'm just, going to empty my uh, bowels into a, a bucket and in in reverse, not the not the normal way. Um, wait, what does that mean? You don't want to know. Okay. But anyway, no. uh, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Building on Anna's point, yes. um, yeah. Before this game, yes, I get that they, you know, when they when they throw up a stinker and give up a complete letdown performance, you know, it's really frustrating when yeah. when they play well first and then they throw up a game like that. I get that. Welcome to sports. Yeah. Let, well, Jesus. let's have some let's have some perspective. All right. Yeah. You know, first of all, this is not anywhere near the cup winning team of five years ago. Okay. Everybody who expects better needs to get it through their head that we're not there yet. It's a process. It's a journey. They're still, they're on the way to being that. Well, no, I'm sorry to interrupt. Like, but when you, when you say stuff like that, it's like, okay, for a team that what started in 1974, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. How long the fans waited for the Stanley cup, you know? So come on. So if we're a couple of years or five years post cup, stop it. Stop. Yeah. I, I, expecting right. like instant, you know, uh, wins and like the team should be, 
you know, having, it doesn't happen. They're not going to have a perfect season, <laughs> you know, it's in 84 games. It's like, oh my God, I just want to, I want to jump through. That's why like, I don't get on the, some of the chats because some people, I just want to throat punch and <laughs> other people. I'm like, why, why are you even on this chat? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Sorry about I, that. No, no, I, I get it. And, uh, but you know, it's, I get all that, but I think some people don't understand that, you know, it, it's not like you can have some turnover like they've had in the last two seasons and all the injuries and what all has happened both on and off the ice. You can't, simply recover from all that and go from that to winning a cup. It's, it just doesn't work like that. And I think that if you take a loss too hard, you might want to step back and figure out, you know, what it is you're looking at, why, why you're watching the game. You got to think of each game as a building block, a puzzle piece towards the grand scheme of things. You have to think of it that way. Cause if you don't, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Now, can you be upset after a loss? Of course, especially after a close one. I didn't much care for the shootout loss. They could have had this game. They could have had this one easily if they just stuck to their guns. But I can appreciate the fact that they're building something here. And I think more fans, more Caps fans need to try and understand that and not just completely revert revert to we're old, we're slow, we suck. No, they don't. I'd rather I would rather still be us than say uh, uh, San Jose, even though they've been playing a lot better. I'd rather be us than Detroit. I'd rather be us than a lot of teams right now. Okay, now now it's entirely possible we make the playoffs, but it's entirely possible we don't make the playoffs. They are at best an outside shot to make the playoffs because they're still not anywhere near as good as they were several years ago. But they're on the way up, they're trending up, and that's all that matters. And that look, I can't stress this enough. Look for the good things. Look for the things that improve game to game to game. That's what you want to look for as Caps fans. Stop looking at things like save percentage. Stop looking at the scoreboard. Okay. Stop looking at things like that and on individual performances and see more how they do as a team. Now, individual performances do contribute, like Anna said about Milano and, of course, Tommy and and Kuzi, because that's a byproduct of the overall grand scheme of things. So, I mean, not to lecture you guys, but I, I think some of you out there are still having a hard time of, you know, what, what we're dealing with here. And letting go of 2018. <laughs> well, that that and, you know, understanding that it's, it's a process and yeah. it's been said. Yeah, but you got to trust it. You got to wait for it. It, you know, last week I, I, I mentioned, what do you do with a frozen pizza? You follow the distru- instructions. Directions say put it in at 425 degrees for 20, 25 minutes. That doesn't mean you take it out at 13 and a half minutes and expect to be able to eat it. I I said it last week. I feel like I have to keep on saying it because I'm seeing chat rooms and Facebook groups and and, Twitter posts and all kinds of stuff where, you know, people are like, 
acting like, you know, it's, it's some sort of tragedy that this, this team isn't where it's supposed to be, where they think it's supposed to be. And the truth is they are where they're supposed to be. They're, they're building a new team. And, you know, it's going to take some time. And I think more Caps fans need to try and understand that. Um, now, now that, uh, we've, you know, driven you nuts with all that. Let's uh, go on to some happier news in the final game of the week. Um, oh, this this one, this awesome. one, um, yeah, this one we got to take a little less time with, but uh, this this one was pretty awesome. The last night's game, like like the hashtag, uh, it was all caps. No, we didn't get pizza; just fell one short. But um, to open the scoring, Tommy Wilson seconds into the game. Uh, Sonny Milano scores his fourth. Did everybody get that reference? No, sorry. I was looking at the Niners score. Sorry. Yeah, no. Tommy Wilson seconds into the game. 43 seconds into the game was when the first goal was scored. Uh, Sonny Milano on uh, two great passes by John Carlson and then Martin Farivari. Carlson to get Farivari into the the zone to start with. And then Farivari uh, from the right circle over to the left circle, finding Milano all alone. Great pass. I highly encourage seeing the replay of this sucker when you get a chance oh yeah Uh, and this this of course turned out to be the game winner uh anthony mantha would follow up uh exactly a minute later with his sixth uh kuznetsov rasmus sandin on the assists um wow six 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 each uh, his sixth goal, Kuznetsov's sixth assist sandin's sixth assist as well say all that six times fast and then uh, 5.35 uh, into the second, uh, roughly four minutes later, Tom Wilson gets his ninth. And um, That was gorgeous. This was this was a thing of beauty. It really Holy was. Holy shit, it was. So calling up the replay. Uh, okay, so it's, it's officially it's unassisted. So Wilson actually brings it out of the zone himself. And he's on the, the left wing sliding towards the circle. He's actually got Ovechkin open. So if he wants, he's got an 800 plus career goal scorer. He can slide it to and put it away. And by the way, Shesterkin was completely committed. This is how good Tommy's shot was. Shesterkin was committed to the shot from Wilson. Mm-hmm. He had paid no mind to Ovechkin at all. He was completely square to the shot and Wilson still beat him glove side. Gorgeous. But the fact that he and this is a see, this this is what I'm talking about. Things that get built on from game to game. Tom is trusting his own shot, his own ability to get it past the goalie. Yep. He's got a shot. He's not just bang bodies and push people around. He's got a shot. Not uh, a a koozie, you know deep the hell out of the goalie out of his skates type of shot, but a shot nonetheless yeah, but he can finesse it too. when he has to, but this one, he didn't have to because he knew how to line it up and get it past a world-class goalie's glove. And that he did. And that's a, that's an extremely good sign that he trusted his own shot, trusted himself to get the job done. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't a low shot where he was going for the rebound to collect he was going for the net. He picked that corner like it was a nose full of debris. 
and he was the finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really an unpleasant referral. That's well, if it gets the point across, uh, anyway, um, so to close the scoring of the game and uh, the second period, uh, Nicholas Obey Kubel uh, with his second, Malenstein, his second assist, makes it 4 nothing at 11.52. So you Rangers fans who invaded our building, Igor gave up four. Igor <laughs> gave up four. Yeah, and we got close, I think, on a couple of shot attempts um, late in the third. Um, and, of course, uh, LaViolette was too chicken spit to even try and pull his goalie. Um, so you weren't – I get that, but it still would have been nice, you know, give give somebody uh, a shot. But, yeah, it would have been nice to get the pizza goal, but, eh, what are you going to do? So – um, so let's take a look at the vitals. Power play still stinks. Um, Caps played a pretty good discipline game, I thought. Uh, only seven minutes in penalties, one of them being a fight. Um, and it wasn't Tommy. And it wasn't Tommy. It was uh, Kubel. Um, so, uh, yeah, very, very disciplined game. Uh, I like to see that. Um I thought the officiating honestly would go uh, the wrong way, given the the the, the refs assigned to this game. Uh, they usually don't Rooney and Lecuyer. They usually don't like to call penalties against the other team. But I uh, was pleasantly surprised at that. Anyway, uh, so it's a four nothing win. So uh, yeah, pretty good game all around. Uh, all four lines, as was pointed out by a certain someone, all four lines. All four lines scored yesterday. I actually got to watch a game. Yeah, she did. Watch and comment and comment and comment and comment. Um, and you love it and you love it and you love it. I try to keep my private life out of this. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was uh, yeah, kind of kind of sweet game to watch. Uh, and of course, Charlie Lindgren was was great where he had to be. Uh, got all thirty one of the shots sent his way. He did look hot last night. Holy His shit, it was second awesome. shutout this season, yes. Yep. And uh, look, not to get into that argument, but yes, it looks like for the time being, he is the hot hand, and he solidified, or should be penciled in, I, I would think at least, as having the majority of the starts. Now, I don't think the the season goaltender has been decided yet. Uh, season and beyond. I don't think that has been set in stone, nor should it be at this point. But I would say for the foreseeable future, yeah, I would say uh, right now, Charlie is owning it. So let him write it out. Write it out with him. Uh, so is he, let, but somebody, I thought I saw that he's not playing tonight against the Blackhawks. Well, it's a back to back, and it's, and it, you I'm got travel. Playing. You got travel on top of that. Oh, so it most, is travel. That's right. Never mind. I was thinking, it would make, I was thinking they were home, but no. Yeah, mo- most likely. And it's and it's uh, on paper a weaker team anyway. Gotcha. Um, although, I th- although I don't I don't know. I mean, it's going to be very interesting uh, previews of coming attractions we're segueing into. Uh, I don't know uh, how the – it's going to be very interesting how the Caps play uh, Connor Bedard here. That's, that's going to be interesting to watch. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, obviously tonight is uh, the next game the Caps play. So let's jump to the old calendar and <clears throat> find out uh, where else the schedule is taking them. So the Caps are actually off until next Thursday, until this coming Thursday, the 14th. And they play, come home to play the Flyers. Do they come home or are they still on the road? Okay, well, uh, yes, it is in the um, WTF Center. Um, the uh, Wells Fargo Center in Philly. So, yes, they are technically still on the road. And I think that winds up the week for them. No, uh, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday in uh, Saturday in Nashville. And then uh, another back to back, another another Sunday game, um, 6 p.m. puck drop against uh, Carolina in Carolina. Uh, I believe that is going to yes. be a rough weekend. Saturday's an eight o'clock start, and then Sunday's a six o'clock start. They're yeah. not even getting people out. No, they're not. And uh, so again, schedule makers are uh, taking a red hot poker to the Caps' posterior. But it, you know, they've handled it before. They'll handle it again. Um, so we may be recording um, uh, quite a bit earlier on that Sunday afternoon again. Um, so that's the week that is uh, leads up to uh, the pre-Christmas week. Um, now, uh, catch us, if you will, uh, Monday evening again. Um, now, this is going to be that's actually going to be the last show before Robbie goes on uh, his holiday break. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm talking about sports on the hill, of course. Uh, Anna, are you going to be there with us or? I am. Yep, because it's our okay. last one. Yes, it's our uh, yeah, it's our last one for holiday, and uh, Hanukkah of, of course has started. So a uh, happy Hanukkah to our uh, Jewish listeners of the Hebrew faith. Um, that's a yes, a bit of an inside outside joke. If you want to know where I got that from, um, yeah, a very famous TV show called Mash. Anyway, um, so that's I think is going to wrap it up. Anna, did you have anything of note you wanted to add? Anything else you want to put out there? No, I'm all good. I'm thank yep. you for letting us go early as my uh, my boys are now tied with the Seahawks. So oh yeah, just check the score. Curse the TV out um, for the NFL, and then we'll see how I feel at seven o'clock puck drop against. Blackhawks. <laughs> well, it, it's early, but uh, yeah, it uh, it, it's it's Metcalf. I mean, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get something, but I think they'll come back. I'm not worried. They know if they win this game, they control their own destiny. So, <laughs> okay, lost of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So for the Mermaid Anna Knox, this is the Blue Liner on Point, and of course, uh, live from the Peanut Gallery, uh, the seamstress for the band, my wife, Mrs. Blue Liner. <laughs> I would get a rolling pin to the head if I did not mention her. Um, this is the Blue Liner on Point signing off and reminding you that people often say that elephants never forget, but which animal actually has the most memory? And of course, it's the ram. Nope. Really? Hallelujah, and let's go, Caps. Go, Caps. This has been another episode of the Power Play Point Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle.
Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.